Hey folks, I'm Steven Peterkins, and this is episode 355 of the Peterkins Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about reflecting on Canada. Today is Canada Day, a day in which Canadians historically celebrate the nation of Canada and how proud we are to live here and be Canadian. But this year feels different. Canada Day has always been a controversial day for Indigenous people, as the nature of the Canadian state has been to oppress their people in return for securing their land and natural resources. It's very difficult to forget that in this year especially, where Canada Day is taking place while Indigenous people are uncovering multiple mass graves of over a thousand Indigenous children, caused directly by Canada's residential school system. This year, there's a national discussion about whether or not Canada Day should be celebrated at all. The residential school system was created by the Canadian government to attempt to assimilate Indigenous people into European Canadian society. Children were forcefully removed from their parents, their communities, and brought into an abusive school system that punished them for speaking their native languages and practicing their traditions and culture. Physical and sexual assault were rampant. The conditions of many of these schools were so horrible that many children died of preventable disease. These graves being uncovered are further evidence of what Indigenous groups have known for a very long time. Canada went to great lengths to avoid scrutiny or accountability by not reporting the full extent of the death and destruction this system was responsible for. Many are tempted to put a silver lining on this system by saying that, at the very least, the people running them had, quote, good intentions, that their methods were cruel, but they were only attempting to help Indigenous people participate in Canadian society. However, we know that this is not the case. The reason these schools were run so poorly is that they were profit-generating work camps. After their studies, children were expected to tend the grounds and create income for the school off their unpaid labor. These schools also served as places for human experimentation to be conducted with no oversight or ethics. If unpaid work camps with human experimentation sound familiar to you, it's probably because you're familiar with the concentration camps of the Nazi Holocaust. It just so happens that they share similar qualities to Canada's residential schools. The residential school system is still recent history. The last residential school still operated only 25 years ago. Many culture, practices, and languages of Indigenous people have been lost forever, and the trauma the system produced is still in effect in almost all Indigenous communities across Canada. On the surface, in recent years, Canada seems to have undergone some reforms. Canada in the last few decades has been more vocal in embracing values that I consider virtuous. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau likes to call us a post-national state, that through our shared values of openness, respect, compassion, and hard work, we can be there for one another and search for equality and justice. The state has publicly apologized on many occasions for the treatment of Indigenous groups throughout its history. But that's only the start of the healing process. The Truth and Reconciliation Commission's Calls to Action provides a blueprint of how Canada can reconcile the many historical injustices committed since the beginning of the country's existence. But we've seen time and time again, despite the rhetoric that comes from our elected officials, they will always put the interests of the state 
and powerful stakeholders over the interests of regular people. And the people who felt this the most are indigenous people. This has been its very nature since its creation, the reason for its existence, and it seems that there's only so much that reform can do to change that. That's why it's so important for us non-indigenous people to speak up. It is our duty as citizens to hold our elected officials accountable towards acting on the changes that they have promised in the midst of these dark moments. We can also go further by donating, volunteering, and further supporting the organizations that are doing the important work of reconciliation and further protecting Indigenous people. Canada does serve a larger purpose for its citizens and residents. For many around the world, it's a bastion of freedom for people to seek refuge, a land that promises a greater chance of stability and peace that many other regions of this planet fail to provide. We've made great strides in making all peoples of the world comfortable to live here and to fight against imposing a specific alienating Canadian identity for them to live up to. I'm quite proud of how we organized and provided support to Syrian refugees to migrate here and create a new home for themselves. But the creation of this realm has come with a real human cost that's been paid in blood. And we're in the midst of a long process of recognizing that cost and paying the necessary retribution for it. We have done good work in providing a safe haven to the people of the world. And now it's time for us to provide a safe haven for the indigenous people of Canada. Today is a day to not only reflect on what's transpired, but to think deeply about what sort of country we wish to be going forward. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you later.